Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionists and dietitians from Nutritional Weight and Wellness. We explain the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned for practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through real food nutrition. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just kicking down. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. This show is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. I'm Cassie Wienis, registered and licensed dietitian. And I believe I am very well versed, whether I want to be or not, in how to go gluten-free the real food way. And so this morning, I want to share tips, advice, and some delicious recipes that I've gathered from years of experience. And it might surprise some of you that I don't shop the gluten-free product aisle very often. Instead, I shop the perimeter of the grocery store. So think about what you find on the perimeter of the grocery store. It's the delicious vegetables, the meats, the fish, the fresh fruit. And I do always venture down the aisle that has the olive oil and the coconut oil so I can buy my healthy fats too. Today, my colleague and I want to help you understand that going gluten-free is so much more than switching from one processed food high in gluten grains to a gluten-free processed food full of rice flour and sugar. My family, some of you know my story, my family has been gluten-free for the past eight years for medical reasons, and boy, have I ever learned a lot about eating gluten-free with real food versus processed food and all the benefits that that provides the health of my children and the benefits that that provides to my own health as well. Now, joining me this morning as my co-host is Joanne Rideout. Joanne is also a registered and licensed dietitian, and she's been gluten-free for her own health reasons for the past five years. And Joanne really has a great story about how going gluten-free has helped her health. So I really want her to start off the show by sharing that story. But first, I just need to say welcome, Joanne. I'm so glad to be back on the air with you. Yes, thank you. Good morning, Cassie. Yes, it is good to be on the air with you again. Um, So I'd like to share with you what a difference going gluten-free has made for me. About 25 years ago, I was diagnosed with irritable bowel syndrome right after my daughter was born. And as Cassie said, I'm a registered dietitian, and while working in the medical world, I was told by my doctor to increase dietary fiber and take Metamucil. You know, and quite honestly, I was thinking, I I already do the dietary fiber as much as I can, but it actually didn't help, and I continued to struggle. So several years later, at another doctor appointment, I was told about a new medication to try for IBS was told it was okay to live on Miralax, and that was suggested for me also. Unfortunately, neither of those solutions worked either. They might work for a day or two, but they weren't working long-term. So I continued to suffer from the constipation and digestive issues for years. Five years ago, after starting my work at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, I decided to go gluten-free. And in the past, I had always believed the medical opinion that celiac disease was the only reason to go gluten-free. But I was starting to see the research showing that going gluten-free would help my irritable bowel. And I just want to jump in here, Joanne, before we continue with your story, because 
this just backs up what you're saying. So years ago, you thought it was only celiac disease that needed a gluten-free diet, but you started to open up your mind to some new research. I have an article here in front of me published in the Journal of Gastroenterology. This was published back in 2015, and the title is Non-Celiac Gluten Sensitivity. It was written by Dr. Alessio Fasano, and if you do have celiac and you tend to read the research a lot, you know who Fasano is. I've heard him speak. He's wonderful. I've read a lot of his research. But if you're not familiar, Dr. Fasano is a leading expert on gluten sensitivity and celiac disease, and he sees patients and does his research at Mass General Hospital in Boston. And in this particular article, he reports that non-celiac gluten sensitivity is a real ailment, and he bases this on years of research. Right. But what I find a little bit more interesting in this article is that he states that anybody, even if you don't have a gluten sensitivity and you don't have celiac, he states, based on his research, that anybody that eats gluten is doing at least a little bit of damage Mm -hmm. to their intestinal lining, and then inflammation usually follows. And Dr. Fasano goes on to say that over time... Eating the gluten, creating that little bit of damage every time you eat it, this could lead to irritable bowel syndrome for some people. It could lead to an autoimmune disease like celiac disease or lupus or Crohn's disease, or it could lead to chronic fatigue. So not good, right? Right. Lots of health problems there. Right. Now, I myself have non-celiac gluten sensitivity, but the longtime listeners know that both my son and my daughter have celiac disease. So all three of us basically have the same prescription. At the end of the day, we all three avoid gluten 100% for our health. And, you know, Dr. Fasano's research really supports this, that not just my kids need to avoid gluten, but I do too because of the non-celiac gluten sensitivity. And, And Joanne, you've figured out that you obviously are sensitive to gluten as well. Absolutely. Um, As as dietitians and nutritionists, we understand that many people believe that going gluten-free is a fad. I've heard that so many times. I've heard, you know, in classes, when I'm teaching classes, somebody's always raising their hand. Now, come on, is this real? Or how about that one or two family members at the holiday gathering that corner you? Always. Or, or Or there'll be a family in maybe in a class together, two or three people. And one of them is like the holdout. I, you know, I really just don't believe this. Right. Um, but according to a recent survey, 100 million Americans will consume gluten-free products within the next year. Wow. And personally, I know it's not a fad or trend for me to eat gluten-free. Within five to six weeks, I experienced a complete turnaround with my constipation, digestive issues, and irritable bowel syndrome. Okay, I think we need to repeat that because as I was telling you in the break room, Joanne, Uh I cannot even count using my hands and my toes, can't even count all of my friends and acquaintances and moms on the basketball team of my son that have stopped to tell me about their IBS or their constipation and their doctoring and doctors are not coming up with a solution. Exactly. So let's say that again. It was going gluten-free. Right. That Right. Going gluten-free is uh, something I decided to try once I, when I was learning about the Nutritional Weight and Wellness Program. Right. And And I heard enough about it. And I also had experienced enough in the past to know 
you know, it didn't agree with you. Nothing was working before. So I'm going gluten free within five or six weeks. I experienced a complete turnaround with my constipation and irritable bowel. Wow. Now the other piece of that is it doesn't have to be constipation. Maybe it's diarrhea for a lot of people. It could be diarrhea, right? But the other benefits I experienced from going gluten-free were less joint pain, no more sore knees or back pain or aching hips. And the bloating is done. You know, that was huge when the bloating was done. And the other thing that happens to me is itchy skin. Mm -hmm. And I still notice that, interestingly enough, sometimes when I eat a gluten-free product even. So maybe the sugar in yeah. the gluten-free product is creating the inflammation. I or know the I'm rice. sensitive to rice. Yes, yes. Right. So, but I recommend, how do you determine if you have a gluten sensitivity? I do recommend that you do it the old-fashioned way like I did. If you take it out, I just stopped eating all gluten grains and waited about a month to see how I felt. I felt so much better going gluten-free. So I stuck with my plan. So I love your story because it in telling your story, it shares so many body signs. It does. That could potentially mean you need to go gluten-free. Mm-hmm. And, and honestly, your body signs are fairly common ones. The constipation, the irritable bowel, the joint pain. So next, I'd like to delve into my area of expertise a little bit by talking about the ins and outs of living and shopping gluten-free. Should we wait until after the break for that? You know, um, looks like <laughs> maybe we should because you know me, I can really get it, on a roll talking. I know so that's a little a big topic. It so. is. Let's do that. Let's come back and talk about some tips and tricks of living the gluten free lifestyle. Okay, sounds great. So you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Today we're discussing what it takes to be gluten free. And according to a recent survey, 100 million Americans will consume those gluten-free products this year. Um, But rather than shopping the gluten-free aisle, we recommend you shop the produce aisle, the meat counter, and also buy those healthy fats that Cassie was talking about, the coconut oil, butter, olive oil for cooking your meals. So if you have questions for us today, call us in the studio at 651 641-1071. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you're just joining us, we're discussing celiac disease and non-celiac gluten sensitivity, and we're going to delve into how to navigate the gluten-free lifestyle. But before we jump back into our topic, on a related note, I want to talk briefly about the importance of vitamin D. So first and foremost, I recommend that you check your vitamin D levels. If you have kids, get their vitamin D levels checked as well, rather than just starting a supplement and not knowing where you're at. So get your vitamin D level checked if you haven't already. The ideal place to be with that blood level is between 50 and 80, just so you know what you're looking for when the results come back. Probably most of you are going to need to supplement to get yourself up to that range. Now, many of you already realize that we can get a lot of our vitamins from food if we have a healthy, real food diet. But vitamin D is a little different. As humans, we actually make vitamin D ourselves. What happens is light from the sun interfaces with a form of cholesterol in our body, and then we make vitamin D, activated vitamin D. And once we have this activated form of vitamin D, it's so important for almost every tissue in our body. 
We need this activated vitamin D for our brain function. We need it for cardiovascular health. We need activated vitamin D for strong bones and for a strong immune function. And it also helps to downplay or to manage inflammation. Now, this all relates to today's show because vitamin D deficiency is common in celiac disease. And I think most people are familiar with celiac disease, but to give you just a short definition, it is a full-blown reaction to gluten. It's an, mm-hmm. an autoimmune genetic disease where you cannot eat even a speck of gluten or you're going to get sick. And they have found that vitamin D deficiency is common in these, these people. Not only that, but research is starting to show that vitamin D deficiency can lead to a breakdown of the lining of the intestines. And this is sometimes called leaky gut. And leaky gut can cause additional food allergies, and it can eventually lead to other health problems as well. So for all of these reasons, I give my kids a liquid vitamin D3 supplement. And I did have them tested before I started supplementing them. They were both low. And if anybody is interested in this liquid vitamin D3, it's great for kids because if they're like mine, I have one that can swallow pills and one that can't. So I just Mm -hmm. give them both the liquid. We have this liquid vitamin D3 available at all of our seven nutritional weight and wellness offices. You can also read more about it or purchase it online at weightandwellness.com and then just click on products. Um, I think we had a caller, didn't we? Yes, we do. We have a caller waiting. Cindy, you have a question about the study? Yeah, you know, I'm really just, I I love this topic because I've been gluten-free for a while and that's great. Well, quite a while, about <laughs> 10 to 12 years at least. Wow. And I, I feel like I have the same benefits that Joanne has had with, yeah. you know, the, I, I had, I think I had leaky gut is what I'm thinking because I had terrible digestive problems, but also mm-hmm. joint pain. I mean, yes. I don't experience joint pain like right. I have. We hear that so often. Give yes. up the gluten and the joint pain goes away. <laughs> That's great. Yes, yes. So, but my question is, um, well, number one, I'm so grateful that you have to study because I have uh, my family members, uh, they think I'm crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and they, um, one is in the medical field and her husband is too. And I, they feed their kids, and they have little babies that it's like they feed their kids a lot of gluten, it seems like. But I really would like to show them that the study, because I think the study is, is great. I think they both could benefit from it. So not just the babies, but um, my daughter and her husband, I think they could benefit too. So mm-hmm. where could I get my hands on that study? If you just Google Alicio Fasano, and I can spell that name out for you, but it sounds like you might be driving. I don't know if you can write it yeah. down. Um, but you could okay. out- I, I can remember. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you just Google Alicio Fasano and non-celiac gluten sensitivity, you'll come up with it. Absolutely. Right. Um, so Alice With an F? Yes. So his first name is A-L-E-S like Sam, S like Sam, I-O. And his last name, okay. he's Italian. Fasano is F-A-S like Sam- A-N-O. I think it was only one S. Yeah, and then, like I said, also Google with his name, non-celiac gluten sensitivity, because he's the one that coined that term 
um, yeah, you'll come up with a, with research and articles and more stuff than awesome. you have time to read, probably. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> That's well, great. thanks so much. This is a great topic. Thank you. Wonderful. Thank you, Thank you for listening. Great question. All right. Uh, he also, she might be interested. I should have thought to say that to her. He's got a book out there, and the name escapes me. It's fairly recent. It came out a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure, you know, on the heels of this research. So if she were to get the book and hand it or give it as a gift to her family mm-hmm. members, especially the one in the medical field, that right. would be that would be awesome. I think mm-hmm. that would be a real eye-opener. Okay, yes. so we were going to delve into my area of exp- expertise a bit, which is the ins and outs of living and shopping gluten-free. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I guess the first thing that I would say, especially if you're new to this lifestyle, is remember that the real food in the grocery store should be your first choice. So again, thinking mm-hmm. of the perimeter of the grocery store, the fresh meats, fresh fruits, fresh vegetables, there aren't hidden ingredients in real food. Right. But realistically, most people who shop for groceries are going to need at least a few items from the middle aisles of the store to put a meal together. So I want to stress the importance of carefully reading food labels. Whether you're new to eating gluten-free or whether you're a veteran, you just can't let your guard down. And the first reason for that is because ingredients can change without warning. Companies can change an ingredient or an ingredient source, and they're not required to send you an email. They're not required to announce it or have a commercial about it. Or They can just change an ingredient, and, and that's it. And the label of the product might look exactly the same, but the ingredient list can have something different in it. So even on products you've bought 100 times before, Always look at the label. And the other thing that I like to tell people who are just starting out gluten-free is don't rely on common sense when you're grocery shopping. And really, this goes for anybody with food allergies. Could be a peanut allergy or a shellfish shellfish allergy because some of these ingredients can be hidden. Great example, soy sauce. I did not know until I found out my kids had celiac disease and I had to learn all these details. I did not know that most soy sauces contain wheat. That's right. I knew they had soy, but Mm -hmm. who knew they had wheat? Another one that really surprised me is licorice, which none of us should be eating anyway. But licorice has wheat. And I think it has to do with them dusting it with wheat so it doesn't stick to the package. But that is off limits if you're gluten free. So things like this are not common knowledge. They don't even really make sense. But just so that you know, there are some details that you probably need to learn when you're going gluten-free. Right. And I don't think people realize that going gluten-free might help their autoimmune disease. So of course, Cassie was talking about celiac disease, which is autoimmune, but many people may have something like lupus or Parkinson's disease or type 1 diabetes, asthma, migraines, eczema. Those are all autoimmune and diseases. And another one, how about hypothyroid? Sometimes hypothyroid is linked to a gluten sensitivity. Exactly. So there are a lot of people out there who can be helped by going gluten-free, but but sadly, most people don't know that. Right. And you know, I have a great uh, little article here in 
a magazine I get called Allergic Living. It's in the latest publication. And again, I'm a talker. It's going to take me a little bit to explain this article, but I think the listeners will enjoy hearing about it. So why don't we go to break and I'll talk about it when we come back. All right. That's a great plan. <laughs> we, You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. And if you're looking for simple, real food recipes that are gluten-free, I highly recommend you pick up a copy of our Weight and Wellness Cookbook and Nutrition Guide at one of our seven offices or online at weightandwellness.com. I use that Weight and Wellness Cookbook several times each week. Every single recipe tells you how to be gluten-free. And most of them are already. I would say 98% of them are. I was going to say 98, 99% of them are already. If they're not, they give you a substitution. But it's so simple to make an easy, quick substitution. And so I use it several times each week. My entire family is a fan of these recipes. So if you have questions for us today in the studio, please call 651-641-1071. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. Before we get back into our topic, we are so excited to be offering you a great class next week for a really great price. The class is called Prevent Osteoporosis with Bone Building Food. We're offering it at two locations. It's at our Mendota Heights location and at our YZ location, both coming up this next week. Get this, only $10 to take the class. And we're doing that low, low price because we want people to come in, pack the room, because more women die each year from a broken bone than from uterine or breast cancer combined. So it is so important to keep your bones strong, and food makes a huge difference, and we have great information in this class to share with you. So if you'd like to reserve a spot, you can call the the St. Paul office at 651-699-3438. Again, this class will be offered at Mendota Heights and in YZ. All right, I think before we um, get to that study, I was saying I wanted to share with the listeners, we should take our caller. Yes. We have Pam on the line, and she has a question about autoimmune. Are you there, Pam? Yes. Okay, great. Hi. Hello. Hi. Um, My husband uh, has an autoimmune disease called scleroderma. Mm Mm-hmm. And I've tried to tell him about his diet and that he could probably control some of his pain and different things. But I was wondering if if the gluten would be something I could eliminate easier. Yes. I think it would help him? I definitely do. I I have very sensitive skin along with my gluten sensitivity. And, but I think scleroderma is an autoimmune condition. Every autoimmune condition does require going gluten-free as one part of the dietary recommendations. So that is a very good first, absolutely. That's a very good first step and to get rid of the gluten and the sugar. Yeah, now are yeah. you definitely would wellness? be helped. Yes. So could I? I'm, it's going to be hard to do it, but I'd like to maybe make an appointment and have yes. them come in. And I'm in Maple Grove. My um, this is Joanne, and I'm in Maple Grove on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and some Saturdays. I'm in Wyzetta on Fridays. Anything in Mendota? Um, no, but I'm not there. But. Is it Leah? Leah and great. Melanie are both great nutritionists. Melanie, yeah. They're both great nutritionists, and you would definitely find your help there. Yeah, I think either location you would do great. If that's um, more convenient, definitely. 
Yeah, make we an appointment. The city, so. Sure. And that sounds just, great. That's because, a great plan. Yeah. I'm just, is this something that is covered by your medical insurance or not? Um, some some Blue do. Cross, some Blue, Blue Cross, Cross insurances. Yes. Um, okay. Blue, Blue Cross does work with us. It depends on your plan. So you would need to, after you, you can just call our office and then yeah. they will well, give I you the guidelines anyway. to check with your insurance. I would do it anyway. I just thought if it would cover it, people might like to know that too. So. Yes. Great. For some. Wonderful. Great. Thank oh, you. Great question. Thanks for calling. You know, and I love that she's wanting to bring her husband in because I think that will be so helpful because once they get through the appointment and the, the man learns, okay, I can still eat a hamburger and I can have butter and bacon. And mm-hmm. the guys usually leave happier than when they walked in. Right. And if it can clear up his scleroderma or help calm it down mm-hmm. all the more better. Definitely. All right. So I, Joanne, you were talking before break about how really related to this question that right. the caller had, how going gluten-free can help many autoimmune diseases mm-hmm. and other conditions as well. And I had come across this article a couple of weeks ago, so I saved it knowing I was going to be on the radio with you. It's in my Allergic Living magazine that I get regularly, and it's a, a little article called Symptoms Missed for Celiac Diagnosis, and it summarizes a study that was published recently in the American Journal of Medicine. And I thought... Having kids with celiac especially, I thought this was so interesting. So they took this group of patients that had a biopsy-confirmed celiac diagnosis, and they found that about half of this group got their diagnosis within a period of two months because they had digestive system digestive issues. Wow. Right? Stomach aches or yes. constipation yes. or gastric reflux. So the doctor thought to test them for celiac. The other half of this group of celiac patients, it took on average three and a half years to diagnose. And this is why these are the things that they were presenting with before they finally found celiac disease. 43% of this chunk of patients had abnormal thyroid hormone. So wow. either hypothyroid or hyper. Mm-hmm. And that was the symptom of their celiac disease. 69% had anemia. So please, if you have wow. low iron, yes. ask your doctor to check you for celiac disease. That's so and common. That is common, but not enough doctors realize that. Right. And 68% had abnormal bone density scans. So they either had osteoporosis or osteopenia at too young of an age. So right. that can be another Red flag that you should be tested for celiac disease. So I just wanted to read that because it's not just nutritional weight and wellness saying that some of these odd diseases or osteoporosis can be a sign of a gluten sensitivity or celiac disease. It's the research saying it too. That's right. And before break, we were talking about um, people starting to go gluten-free and so many people mistakenly think that going gluten-free means shopping in the gluten-free aisle in the grocery store. So that gluten-free processed food has rice flour in it. So just about all of them do have rice yes. flour that turns to quick sugar. So that causes an increase in pain and inflammation in your body. And I have learned to stay out of the gluten-free aisle. And I've found so many foods like meat, vegetables, healthy fats that I can eat. So now cooking has become simple. And I'll Um, tell you, you feel so much better when you're eating that real food instead of the processed gluten-free 
food. That's right. And I think most of those gluten-free real foods that you just listed, Joanne, can be found around the perimeter. So again, shop the perimeter of the grocery store. That's where you want to do the majority of your shopping. Um, You know, you mentioned that weight and wellness cookbook, Mm -hmm. I think, going to break. You talked about it. I, I didn't show you during break, but or in the break room, but look at my copy. Oh, yeah, Can mine, you tell that I use this a lot? Mine looks about equally bad. Yeah, so I brought my cookbook <laughs> it's in. It's wearing out. <laughs> it is wearing out. The cover's falling off. It's tattered. I have pages marked. There's a few food stains on it, but the point is I use it every week, and I just wanted to share a couple of our family favorites. The first is, well, and this one I admit is probably my most favorite, Uh, Maybe not the kids' most favorite because it does have onions in it, but the wild rice meatballs on page 58. Do you ever make those? Mm, I love those. Oh, my goodness. One of the mainstays at my house. And I I wonder if you do this, too. I do a double batch so I can have meatballs for breakfast during the week. For me, that's a delicious breakfast. I double or triple it every time I make it. Awesome. And then the other one that is a true family favorite at our house that my kids especially like is the chili that's on page 52 of the Weight and Wellness Cookbook. And here, too, I always make a double batch because my kids like to have mm-hmm. this in their thermos for school lunch. So I definitely need those leftovers. That's great. That's great. So more real food gluten ideas. Gluten-free. Gluten-free ideas. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it was, it's an early morning for it us. It is early. <laughs> I usually make a package of raw chicken tenders and then saute them in coconut or olive oil. And then I add salt, pepper, and garlic powder. Simple. So, easy. Simple, not really needing a recipe. If my grandkids are over, they disappear so fast. So I usually make two packages at a time. And they also love deviled eggs. They love sausages. They love the sweet potato wedges for a meal or snack. Um, and when they're over... Uh, We eat about every two to three hours. I need to have a lot of this on hand. One of the other big favorites is our blueberry muffin recipe. And that's in the Weight and Wellness Cookbook as well. Um, I also make that recipe with either apples or bananas or pumpkin. So that just gives it a a variety and it's not always the same. I need awesome. a lot and of that, candy snacks. That <laughs> that recipe is really good. And it is. please, we're not saying any muffin recipe. It's the muffin recipe from the Weight and Wellness Cookbook because it has protein powder and in it. It has flour. almond flour, so it doesn't spike your blood sugar. Right. And, and kids do love it. And, you know, you saying, Joanne, that when the grandkids are over, you eat every two to three hours. I can so relate with a son <laughs> that's in middle school oh, yeah. and has a big appetite and a very active 10-year-old daughter. I need to have a a lot of healthy snacks on hand too. And I think it's so important to make the easy snack the healthy snack. Absolutely. So that when they open up the fridge, there are the grapes that are washed and ready to grab or the leftover sweet potato wedges or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, a little tip, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this, but Joanne and I are both gluten-free and yet we live a little bit differently because I have kids with celiac disease I have to be a little more vigilant. Even though we both are 100% gluten-free, I need to take it to the next level. And so for any people out there listening with celiac disease or if you have kids with celiac disease, here's a tip for you. Joanne doesn't need to do this, but celiac disease. Hopefully you've already given your kitchen a makeover, but if you haven't, you probably need to because 
Teflon pots and pans that are chipping or cracking, gluten can get stuck in there. And that can be enough to make someone with celiac disease sick. Same with cutting boards, especially if you have a wooden cutting board or a plastic cutting board that's getting those crevices or grooves, throw them away and buy new ones. I would also suggest that you consider investing in a new cookie sheet and new spoons and spatulas. And I'll say one more thing and we have to go to break. Mm -hmm. Absolutely have to have a brand new clean toaster for gluten-free bread only if you have celiac disease. And more tips and tricks when we come back. More when we come back. That's right. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. You want to know more about going gluten-free the healthy way? We have an amazing class about gluten available to you online. So go to our website, weightandwellness.com, and you can enroll. The cost is only $24.95, and the class is full of information that you can use starting today. Cassie is the teacher, so you know you're watching an expert who reads the research and practices what she teaches. It really is an excellent class. Also, to let you know, next Saturday's show is titled Tired All the Time. Cassie and Kara are presenting that show next week. So if you or someone you know is tired all the time, be sure to tune in. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you or your child has a gluten sensitivity or has celiac disease, especially if you're newly diagnosed, I highly recommend that you sit down with a nutritionist or a registered dietitian at Nutritional Weight and Wellness to learn the ins and outs of going gluten-free. I still remember very vividly eight years ago when I first got my son's diagnosis of celiac disease, I was so overwhelmed. Yes. And I was a registered dietitian. I had studied celiac disease in college. Right. I was seeing clients with food allergies and counseling them. But then when it's your your child's diagnosis or your diagnosis, you really don't know the the fine details and all that it takes until you get that diagnosis. And again, I was overwhelmed and I had already been a dietitian for about 15 years at that point. So Mm -hmm. You likely are overwhelmed, too, if you've just gotten the diagnosis and you you could use some guidance and somebody to sort of hold, hold your hand during the, these first couple months until it becomes second nature to mm-hmm. eat and shop gluten-free. So you can call 651-699-3438 today to set up an appointment. And don't worry if you are listening out of the area via a podcast or maybe you're even out of state or out of the country I just want to remind all of you that we do phone consultations, and I think we still do Skype mm-hmm. consultations. So yes. phone or Skype, if you're out of the area, works just as well. So again, 651-699-3438, or you can set up an appointment online at weightandwellness.com. So we were talking about giving your kitchen a makeover if you have celiac disease. Because again, with celiac, you kind of need to take things to the next level. Right. Um, and I don't need to worry as closely about things like the toaster and the my food, my utensils in my kitchen. But, but still, you can't take a bite of a piece of bread and think that just one little absolutely. bite isn't going to hurt. Absolutely. Right? One I've little bite. That. Right. It, it causes inflammation. I always have some kind of itching or some kind of knee pain mm-hmm. is my my end result. So, you know, it's just easier to stay away stay from Stay away. So I'd also like to share another favorite real food recipe. So this hearty meal is our hamburger soup. 
And that is a recipe that's available online on our website. It is so easy to make. I actually make mine with two pounds of grass-fed beef. And this recipe not only tastes great, but it makes a lot. So you've got a good portion for those hungry hungry men. Right. <laughs> and grandkids. And, and grandkids, yes. And you'll find it on our website, weightandwellness.com, under the recipes. So I think those that have been listening since the top of the hour kind of get how we've broken up our information today. Joanne is sharing a lot of delicious recipes, and I'm giving more of the everyday living things that Mm -hmm. I've learned over the years. And again, remember that I have two kids with celiac. So another thing I want to share that works, especially for people with celiac disease or any type of severe allergy, maybe it's a peanut allergy, maybe it's a a shellfish allergy. If you're going to go out to eat, I strongly recommend that you do your research ahead of time. Now, personally, we do not eat out much at all, Mm -mm. but To be realistic, it does happen sometimes and likely it's going to happen for you too. So if you can call ahead of time during off-peak hours and ask to speak to the manager, that is a really smart thing to do. Or sometimes if the restaurant's close, I have actually just popped in at a time when it's not busy and asked to speak to the manager. You want to do that um, off-peak time so you get their full attention and then ask them. Do you have gluten-free? Do you have a separate area in the kitchen where you prepare your gluten-free items? You'll get a feel for whether or not they take this seriously and can provide you with a safe meal or not. And another thing that we do is I carry this little three and a half by five laminated card. I call it my restaurant card. And on there, it basically says that we have a severe gluten allergy and we need to strictly be on a gluten-free diet or we will get sick. And I've listed a few common and a few hidden sources of gluten on this card. And I always ask the wait staff to give this to the cook. Mm -hmm. I used to be a server. I know how hectic it can get in the back of the house. And I don't want the server forgetting to communicate our dietary needs. And I don't want the cook overlooking the importance of our gluten-free request. So I typed this up myself, this restaurant card, but I know you can actually order a pack of them. Um, and I there's different websites, but one that I know of is triumphdining.com. And you can actually order these um, restaurant cards for a small cost. Okay. That's a great suggestion. So I wanna just want to share this tip also that I find if I want to be gluten-free and eat real food, I do need to cook. I also rarely eat in a restaurant. I do sometimes, but rarely. I always make three or four recipes in a large batch each week to get me through the entire week. So that means there's a little repetition in my week because we eat leftovers quite often from those three or four recipes. But I don't mind repetition. When I don't it's a mind that. Good, the other thing good is it, it helps you be ready. It helps you be prepared ahead. So it helps keep you on track. Some of the family favorites that we enjoy are shepherd's pie, egg bake. These are from the Weight and Wellness Cookbook. They are all Mexican chicken wraps and either turkey meatloaf or beef meatloaf. Sometimes I make spaghetti sauce and serve it with ground beef. Serve it over those zucchini noodles, and they're they're sold as zoodles in the grocery store. I like those too. I think they have so much more flavor and texture than than a rice noodle. That's right. And I just bought the ingredients for that Mexican chicken wrap recipe. So I'm glad to hear you say that that's a good one because I'm going to make that this week. It definitely is. So one more thing I want to share is if we look at a current research, it would seem that our bodies don't know what to do with gluten. 
Isn't that an interesting concept? We don't digest it. Right. Gluten often confuses the immune system. It sets off a cascade of health issues. And I have found for myself and also many for, for many of my clients, it's best to avoid gluten as much as possible. So think about what we've said this morning. Perhaps you may be a person who should avoid all grains. According to Dr. Mark Hyman's new book, Food, What the Heck Should I Eat? I he, love that title. That is what a great the heck title. Should That's I what eat? most people say <laughs> about this. Right. He says that grains are entirely off limits. So if you have type 2 diabetes, no gluten. Right. If you want to lose weight, no gluten. That's right. And if you struggle with cravings, you they usually also, go away overnight if you give up the gluten. Exactly. I know that from experience. That's right. And if you have digestive issues, such as IBS or acid reflux, even heartburn, also no gluten. If you have an autoimmune disease. Like that collar in her husband. That's mm -hmm. right. And so give that a try for four to six weeks. Then check in with your body. Are you feeling better? Do you have more energy? Maybe less brain fog? Fewer migraines, fewer aches and pains, um, less gas, bloating, or constipation. Less joint pain. I remember one of my clients saying, I have no problem staying away from the gluten because when I look at bread or muffins, I see pain. Mm -hmm. Because for her, it was the joint pain. Right. That's right. So it's not just us at Nutritional Weight and Wellness saying go gluten-free if you have unresolved health issues. It's Dr. Mark Hyman saying it too. That's right. So in closing, I'd like to say our goal at Nutritional Weight and Wellness is to help each and every person experience better health through eating real food. It's a simple yet powerful message. Eating real food is life-changing. Thank you so much for listening today and have a wonderful day.